to the first inaugural episode of the Dead Messengers podcast show. I don't know. One of those two. Uh, my name is Brock. I am here with uh, my good friend, Justin. Justin, um, tell the people what it is that we're doing here. So we're going to try to do a couple things. Um, we're going we're gonna to spend a fair bit of time every episode talking about like kind of a news roundup of all things Destiny because... Well, we play a lot of Destiny, some a little bit more casually than others, Some, um, but we play a fair bit of Destiny, and so we'll talk a little bit about the news, of which there is plenty this month, um, and then every episode, we're going to pick a controversy, probably, but maybe not necessarily a like recent in-the-news controversy, but maybe we could go all the way back and do the JFK assassination at some point. I don't know. <laughs> Get some um, hot takes. Yeah, but something, you know, in the news. Um, and we're going to have one person argue one side of it and the other person argue the other side of it. If the other person doesn't know the other side of it, well, guess what? It's their job up before <laughs> we record to having brushed up on uh, the ins and outs of that particular controversy to be able to defend their position. Um Listen, it's important. So this, it's important for the people to know that the only reason that part of this of of the show exists is for Justin's deep desire to discuss the Michigan. It's, uh, I can't stop talking about it. Sign yeah. stealing situation. Yeah, I have like <laughs> so much that needs to come out, um, and I can't. So I don't care about Michigan. I don't like. I don't particularly like Jim Harbaugh, but whatever. Um, but yeah, I can't stop talking about it. I'm fascinated by the whole thing. I can't wait to read the manifesto. I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but yes, yeah. so that, that's, that's how it all that's got started. Come. That's that's to come. But the, the primary purpose of this show is Justin and I. You know, we're, we've been uh, good friends for a while, and you know, we just enjoy you know messing around with things of this nature, just tech and stuff like that. So we decided to put our our obsession with creating, uh, putting together you know technology to good use and actually do something with it. So here we are. Um, but all that said, as Justin pointed out, we play a fair bit of destiny. So we're going to talk about destiny. So the biggest is actually a good week to start. <laughs> it's, it's, a, uh, it's a bit of a bombshell week to start. I think this is perhaps the lowest point in Bungie's story. Well, maybe not the lowest point, but in recent memory, the lowest yeah. point in Bungie's his, I should, I think you can say historic run, um, since 2015. 20 when did destiny one launch 2014 2014 yeah i mean we're talking about i mean that's on 10 years almost a decade of 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 just certified a certified banger of of a video game um but and this is probably the lowest point in the whole in the whole history and and the reason for that is uh this week this past week uh bungie had some uh, announced announced layoffs. Uh, they lay off a significant portion of their staff. Oh, actually, I say significant. What is the actual percentage? Percentage? I think it was a hundred people. So it's like eight percent. Okay, eight percent. That's not eight nothing. or ten percent somewhere right around there. Yeah, it's definitely not nothing. It's um, not nothing. It's it's worthy of of the news in that it's worthy being written about, and it was written about um, extensively. Extensively. So, what does it all mean, Justin? Um, well, first, look before we get started. I'm going to make a disclosure. Um, and that disclosure is Content that warning. as a, in my professional life, um, I am a, I hate using the term, but it is relevant to this conversation. I am a technology startup founder. 
And so what that means is, by default, I'm somewhat sympathetic to the like trials and tribulations of how like how companies have to respond when things aren't going particularly well. So like full disclosure, that's like a personal thing. Can't get rid of it. It's just kind of a part of me. So let me see if I can sum this up. Um, and then we'll have a little bit of a discussion about it in a nutshell. Uh, last week, couple weeks ago, sometime within the last couple of weeks, um, we started seeing news and, and, and rumors and whatnot of people at Bungie being laid off. Um, it started with like the, I think the community managers, at least the community management team. Um, I think the one that everybody got really worked up about, understandably, was the, uh, the gentleman who for a long time has been responsible for many of Bungie's soundtracks, uh, Michael Salvatore. And then quite a few other folks to the tune of, I think, around 100 people or somewhere between 8 and 10% of people. As news started coming out, that was sort of supplemented by, you know, the, the, the sort of the, the background and the underpinnings of that. Apparently, it's not the only Sony studio. So for anybody who hasn't been following closely, Bungie did get acquired by Sony um, somewhat recently. So they're part of that corporate umbrella. Um, it's not the only Sony studio to have, uh, been affected by layoffs in particular. Naughty dog had to deal with some layoffs as well. Um, and you know, I think there, like there's a bunch of, we'll get into the details. There's a bunch of like how it happened that a lot of people are picking apart. Um, the other thing I think that was really interesting was largely owed to destiny twos poor player retention numbers since the Lightfall expansion dropped earlier this year. Bungie was about, I'll put an asterisk next to this because you never, like you can't be 100% sure that these leaks are correct. Sure. But um, it was about 45% off of their their annual revenue targets as a studio. And like and that, and, and that, that percentage is what was being reported by like the actual journalists. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, and like, look again, like my background, I can tell you if you're 45% off your targets, something's got to give, right? Yeah. Like if you're not going to bring in 45% of the money you thought you were going to bring in, it's going to be hard to spend a hundred percent of the dollars that you thought you were going to spend. And for a company like Bungie, undoubtedly salary and compensation is a massive, massive part of the, uh, the money that they spend. So that's a little bit of background of what happened. It's about, again, eight to 10% of the people, um, at Bungie got laid off, um, including some relatively big names that the player base was familiar with either through their work or through their interactions. Um, and that led to just lots of speculation about the overall health of the company, the overall health of the game, the future of the game. I think one of the other things that Bungie came out and said was, Hey, look, we know we've lost a bunch of player trust here. We're going to work really hard to win that back. Another thing that they announced right before the layoffs was that they were delaying the final shape expansion, which was supposed to drop February, the end of February yeah, is now end of Feb, beginning to, of March. Yeah. Yep. is now going to be pushed back to June or something like that. So, yeah, which, you know, four, I mean, per, five, six months, something like personal that. Personal perspective. I appreciate it. I'm a lot yeah, more free in June than I am in March. Yeah, it's, it's fine. So I think that's roughly where we are. Like, let me pause before we get into like the details and what this, what this means and how we feel about it. Am I leaving out any important bits from your perspective? No. I mean, and, and the only thing I would add is like Salvatore is responsible for the iconic Halo yeah. theme. So like, you know, it's understandable to be upset about that. Dude makes some bangers. No yeah. question. Right. Like that yep. is a bummer. I will say 
and maybe this is like a, you know, sort of one first discussion point, it would not surprise me. First of all, actually, it was very surprising to me to learn that Bungie had a composer on as a full-time employee. Um, now, I don't know. I mean, if you're Salvatore. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And like the history, I guess, makes sense. But I don't know anything about running a game studio. I'm going to try not to pretend that I do. Um, but I know a little bit about running a business. And I was just very surprised. Like that seems like the kind of thing that you're like, oh, we need 17 new songs. Let's call up old Salvatore and offer him a contract. It could be for these 17 new songs. Yeah. I mean, again, I'm not going to pretend that I know anything about running a game studio, but it could be because of his, his history with the, the company. He had a little more say in certain aspects of, of, you know, maybe the story maybe. or maybe parts of the game development. I don't know. Maybe he had a little more to do with it than just being the music composer. But yeah, I mean, I think that's a fair observation to make. That, you know what you're saying. The the other thing that is a possibility is that he'd been so involved with like every Bungie project for so long mm -hmm. that they were like, look, it's worth it to us to yeah. have him as a full-time employee just so that we know he's always available. Right. Well, and, the worst you know, thing and, is you call and you need 17 new songs and he's like, oh, I'm fully committed on this project over here. Can't yeah. help you. Right. And and when, you know, when it's the good times, that you know, you have that luxury. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, I will say on the, the Salvatore thing, it would not surprise me to see him come back in a contract capacity sometime down the road, right? Definitely. Like it would, it would surprise me. It's possible. It would surprise me if this was his end of collaboration entirely um, with Bungie. Now, I know there's a lot made of the fact that he changed his bio on his website and just wrote Gone Fishing and took all the, like, the Destiny stuff off, off of there. But, like, look, layoffs expose a lot of raw nerves. Oh, yeah. Um, they're not an, an awesome process to go through. Eventually, people process and people sort of move on. Cooler heads prevail. Would surprise me if they don't get back together in, in, in some capacity down the road. It also wouldn't surprise me if most of his work for Final Shape was done already. Nobody likes being laid off. On some level, it is the company saying, in, 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 the, in a worst case scenario, we can survive without you. I mean, there's no two ways about that. <laughs> yeah, and it this does is the not, worst case scenario, it, it does and not, we can survive without you. Yeah, and, and it does not feel good. Yep. At any point, even if, even if, you know, and, and, you know, it's hard to separate that, you know, that from being per from it being personal, right? I think it's, it's, it's impossible to separate it. So, yeah, I mean, everybody's going to have a reaction to, to that. It's never, never feels good to be laid off. Yeah. Okay. So like, let's talk about layoffs in general and, you know, I guess maybe as a starting point, we talk about a little bit about why, why companies do them, how they tend to be executed. Um, and then we can speculate because that's the fun part on <laughs> what that means for, you know, like the company and, and the, sorry, the studio and, um, and the game going forward. Um, all right. So if you're not super familiar with how a layoff goes, you come back to the thing that I said earlier. If you think at the beginning of the year that you're going to sell a million dollars worth of things, and again, this is, these are not real numbers. Obviously, Bungie does more than a million dollars in revenue a year. But at the beginning of the year, you think you're going to sell a million dollars in things. You put together a plan that says we're going to sell a million dollars. And to get there, we're going to have to spend this money, right? We're going to mm. have to spend this much on marketing. We're going to have to spend this much on sales. Bungie probably doesn't spend much on sales, maybe ad sales. I don't know. But we're going to spend this much on engineering. We're going to spend this much on content, whatever. 
And if you're going to miss that number materially, you probably are not in a position to spend the same amount of money that you thought at the beginning of the year you were going to spend to bring that, that a million dollars in. If you're only going to bring in, you know, $550,000 now, you probably need to spend less uh, to make sure that you spend less to bring that same money in. That's where layoffs come from. We've hired as a company anticipating we're going to do this number. We're no longer going to do that number. We have to shed our spending. Now, layoffs can happen a couple of different ways. The first way that they can happen if you're really lucky, excuse me, is you lay off what we call, like do what's called an open headcount layoff. In mm. other words, you've got open job wrecks. You intend to hire 100 new people, right? And you're just going to say, we're going to lay those head, we're going to lay that head count off, right? We're not going to hire those new people. We're not going to spend that money, but it keeps you from having to, 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 to lay off people that already are, are employed with you. Is that money, is lucky, al- that money is allocated, but you're not actually paying those people yet. Correct. Yep. Yeah. If you're lucky, you can do that. More often, it's a combination of laying off open headcount and saying, we're not going to hire those people. And also, we've, we've hired too many people already to support what we we're going to do for this year. That's when you have to actually like layoffs mean terminate someone's employment. There's a bunch <laughs> of different ways you can do it. The one lesson that I have learned, there are two ways that you can execute layoffs as a company. The first way is you can do it really, really, really badly. The second way is you can do it bad, not good. <laughs> <laughs> like there's just, there's no way to do it. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of specifics around how some of these things went down. Um, you know, I think a lot of people were like, how oh, it was a total surprise. Um, it's supposed to be like, it just, you don't yeah. tell people two weeks in advance <laughs> that you might be laying them off. That would be the worst two weeks of that person's professional life and maybe even their personal life. So, so I, I've actually had that happen to me, but I'll, 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 I can, I can tell that story. Yeah. So it's supposed to be a surprise. Um, there's a bunch of questions about like, you know, there's some rumors floating around about how, you know, a bunch of people were going to have their stock grants vest like the next day or the next sure. week or something like that. And they got laid off. So they lose all that. Yeah, that sucks. There's some reasons why you might do that. Um, it really sucks for the person. Yeah. There's some reasons why the company might do it. Bottom line is what the company is trying to do is shed enough weight, for lack of a better term, to get back to healthy. Um, and it's just, it's never a clean process. It's always a messy process and it's not, it's not particularly good. Um, let me pause there. Brock, you have anything to add? Yeah. I mean, so, you know, you were saying, you know, it's, it's unheard of for someone to say you might be, you know, you might be let go. Uh, it's not unheard of, but it's a bad idea. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, because well, I'll tell you, because this is what will happen, because this has happened to me. Um, not, not, not recently, but, you know, one of my, uh, one of the jobs I had in the past, they told me, it's like, hey, listen, you know, there's, there's some layoffs coming. Uh, we don't know if it's going to impact you or not, but there's a possibility. I'm like, okay, you know what I did? I immediately went out and found a different job. Yeah. Of course. So, cause that's what you, that's what you have to do. Even um, if you were going to, even if they wanted to keep you right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Gone. The fact the the fact that I'm even in the conversation for potentially being, you know, laid off, you're not secure. Yeah. You have to go and, and because like, yeah. So, you know, that, that's why you don't that. And like, it, if you, if, and, and maybe you can talk about this, but like, if you're a company who, you know, they might be, trying to figure out who to keep and who, who to, if you're in the situation where you have to lay people off, right. And you're trying to figure out who to keep and, and who, who to let go. You maybe, and this is, this is terrible. I think 
you know, from the person's perspective, like from the person who might be getting let go, but like, you almost want to wait until you've made those decisions to start letting that be known. Because if, if the people you want to keep, they might just leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and look, you're, you're right. It sucks, but like everything about a layoff sucks, right? Which is yeah. why you want to keep it as, as under wraps as you can. A guy that I work with used to work just to like give you an idea of my advanced years. Um, <laughs> a guy that I work with used to work at AOL back when AOL was like starting their downward spiral. Mm-hmm. And he told me, he was like, you know, at AOL, you always used to know when layoffs were coming because two weeks before the layoffs were announced and executed, a truck would show up with pallets of empty boxes yeah. on the loading dock. And that's how you knew that layoffs were coming. They were pre-bringing everyone's boxes to clean out their desks. Yeah. So not awesome. Um, <clears throat> okay. We could talk a little bit about like ugh, bad execution. Um, but I think the most important thing is to, to spend some time talking about what it means for the game. Yeah. Um, now it's tough to say because it's new information is changing and we don't work at Bungie. No one, no one that, that talks about this Not for lack does. of trying. <laughs> but, uh, um, it seems to me that maybe with the exception of Salvatore and again, you know, I think it's possible that a lot of his work was done already. Well, didn't, they, didn't they confirm that? I feel, I feel like I saw a Twitter thread confirming that he had finished his contract. For maybe, Shape. maybe. Yeah. But it seems to me like most of these layoffs are going to not impact the sort of what we're going to get with the expansion and the the episodes following the expansion. Um, now, they might impact the player experience, right? So you lay off the community managers and talk about outsourcing that function. It's probably not going to be as good as it was before. And Bungie was never awesome at communication. But the actual product that is going to go into people's hands... Um, I haven't seen any evidence that says that it is going to be not like this is going to be negatively impacted by these layoffs. Now, I tend to sort of by default assume good and be optimistic and think that, okay, if I haven't seen any evidence that it's going to be good or sorry, that it's going to negatively impact the, the, the actual finished product, then it's probably not going to. Some people could take the opposite uh, effect and say, well, I haven't seen any evidence that says it's, it, it isn't going to impact the game, so I'm going to assume that it will. Um, yeah. That's not my perspective, uh, but I understand that there are people out there that do, and, and the reality is we're not going to know until you actually get the final shape, I won't say in your hands because we all download it these days, but until you get it installed and you start playing it, we're just not going to know. Um, but... I haven't seen anything that says that like this particular piece of the content team is gone. This particular piece of the engineering team is gone. And that makes me think that the the thing that they're working on is going to suffer as a result. No, I, I hear, I definitely hear that. Um, what, uh, so hold on. I actually, I did find it. So let me, let me show this real quick. Um, last city radio on Twitter. Let me make this a little bigger. Uh, to clear up misconceptions, Michael Salvatore and Michael, I don't know how to say that name, but uh, music for the Final Shape expansion had already been written and recorded. The Final Shape's interim name Warp Orchestra recording sessions took place at Ocean Way Nashville Studio in July of this year. Okay. So, it, yeah, now. It, it does look like that that was already done. Now, I don't want to get too ahead of the conversation here. But this potentially brings us to the thing that I think is most interesting. And the thing that I think is most interesting is, what does it mean for what happens to Destiny 
after the final shape. Right. Yeah. So I don't know what it means for like, I think it doesn't mean a lot for the final shape, but what does it mean for what happens to destiny after the final shape? And to answer that, it's hard to answer that without Bungie actually telling us what's going to happen after the final shape, which they haven't done. Yeah, I agree. So like back, back to what you said, you were saying about like, you know, generally you're optimistic, like I'm a, I'm a big, you know, wait and see sort of thing. Like anybody who is with destiny now, and is playing now in 2023 is not going to suddenly like the number of people who are going to take this news and say, Oh, I'm not going to play final shape because of this. That number is so astronomically low. It might as well be zero. There's right? a lot of people on Reddit who are saying it. And I just like, I kind of want to save a few usernames and yeah. then look like see if a they few have weeks any. after final shape drops. I'll bet yeah. you they're it's still going to be playing. It's literally not possible. If you're playing the game right now. Yeah, it's it's got its hooks in you. It's too, it's been too long. Okay. You are going to play final shape just to see how they end it. Period. Right. Um, you know, there are some people who have already stopped playing. Right. I'm not talking about those people. Yeah, because it might not bring them back, and maybe it yeah. otherwise would have. Maybe sure, it it could be like it could be like Lightfall, right? I don't think Lightfall was bad, but was it was it did it have the pull to bring people who had maybe stopped playing? No, it didn't. We know no. people who stopped we playing saw before it firsthand. Yeah, yeah, we know people who stopped playing before Lightfall, and you know check you know checked in like, hey, how's Lightfall? You know, saw the feedback, and like, okay, and they, it wasn't strong enough to bring that. So that that might happen, but I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about people playing right now. None yeah. of the people who are playing right now are not. Are, they're not going. They're not not going to play Final Shape. Like yeah. it's impossible. So you know, any a lot of the reaction to this news, you know, was I think shaded by people who were overreacting. Not not because the layoffs weren't bad, because they were right. Like it's never good. That's never a good thing, but it's like, you are going to play final shape. This doesn't change that. So now can it mean that maybe it's not going to be like taken King or forsaken or, or witch queen caliber. Okay. Maybe, but they are delaying it. Um, there's a chance that it can still be that good. I, I don't know. Like if I think about it in the vacuum, I don't know if I believe it's going to be that good. I'm, I probably would say, no, I don't believe it's going to be that good. Now, do I think I'm going to enjoy it? Sure, I'm definitely going to play it. Um, and I guess that's probably where most of my reaction to this is. It's like, yes, the layoffs are bad, and this probably isn't a good sign in general for the quality of the final shape. But I think everybody is is everybody who is currently playing the game is is you know deceiving themselves if they if they're saying they're not going to play final shape. So I think what you you said right before I went off on this monologue. Um, about what Destiny is going to be after Final Shape is more, is the most important thing. Yeah. Like, all right. So I agree with you. <clears throat> I think that most of the people who are committed enough to still be playing are going to see the Final Shape through, including most of those people who right now are saying they're going to cancel their pre-orders yep. and, you know, they're never going to order it and, and all that sort of stuff. I think most of like, them will play. I yes, think... some of them defiantly probably won't. <laughs> um, but I think most of them will. Yeah, most, if not all. Now, what I would like to do is a key off of a thing that you said, which is, you know, will Final Shape be good? And I would like to, if it's okay with you, I'd like to lay out my case for why I continue to think Final Shape is going to be a banger. Okay. And then get your thoughts. Sure. Okay. So this, we have to is rewind the clock. Corner? What's that? <laughs> is this controversy corner? <laughs> no, we're not there yet. Um, we have to rewind the clock for the, the beginning of my case. Okay. 
Um, and it, we rewind it to, I think, you know, sometime around midway through, I think, Shadow Keep, where. Um, oh, can I remember that far back? Okay. Where Bungie said, we're going to do three new expansions, mm. right? We're going to do, or was it Beyond Light? No, I think it was, I think it was Shadow Keep. They said, we're going to do three new expansions. We're going to do Beyond Light. We're going to do the Witch Queen. And we're going to do Lightfall. That's what they said. Yeah, All I right? remember this. Yeah, okay, I do remember S- this. Somewhere along the way. I remember uh, thinking, why do you need Final Shape if you have Lightfall? That was my reaction. Because <laughs> they never announced it, right? At the yeah. time, they never announced yeah. it. Somewhere along the way, they said, we actually feel like we're going to need more time to tell the Destiny story. This is and a classic so part be, one, part two of, of movie you thought you were only going to make one of. There's going to be, yeah, there's going to be another expansion after Lightfall, and we're going to call it the Final Shape. Yeah. All right. My first theory is that what is going to be the final shape was originally going to be Lightfall. Mm -hmm. And I think they realized that, you know, by the time they had announced that, they were probably mostly done with Beyond Light or like putting the finishing touches on it. And they were like fully into planning and building the Witch Queen and they knew it was going to be a banger and it was going to be a big thing. And they had planned for Lightfall, which is now the final shape, to be a similar thing. Yeah. And I think they realized we're too far behind the eight ball. We have big plans for this Lightfall now the final shape um, expansion. It's gonna, we know how much work is going to be taken, is going to take to get this Witch Queen thing done. We're going to need something in between there. And so they said, we're going to say now this Lightfall thing is going to happen. And then we're going to have this final shape thing. This Lightfall campaign, we're not going to say it out loud. But it's actually just going to be filler, right? We're ne- we're going to build a thing we never planned to build. Yeah, it's going to be kind of thrown together. Yeah, because it needs to buy us another year to make the final shape. Because we think the final shape needs to be a banger, just like the Witch Queen. And it explains when you think about it that way. From my perspective, it explains a lot, right? <laughs> like even the raid, even Root of Nightmares. A lot of people look at it and think that there's four encounters in that raid right? There's mm-hmm. the opening. I don't remember the names. There's the opening. There's the thing where you jump across the, the two mm-hmm. sides. There's planets. And then there's old Nezzy, right? Good old Nez. And three of those things, one of those things does not look like the others. <laughs> exactly. And it's the planets encounter. It's nothing and a like lot the rest of, people, of the raid. Yeah. A lot of people have this, this, this theory that I begrudgingly think they might be right about is that the root of nightmares raid was supposed to actually be a Nezirak themed dungeon mm-hmm. and they turned it into a raid. And all they did was take one of the encounters from what was going to be the, the, the final shape raid or the original Lightfall raid. And they stuffed it in there. And that's the planet's encounter because it, like none of it matches, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the like the mechanics don't match so yeah the, like the 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 design doesn't match none of it matches the the calling card of destiny raids is you 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 learn a mechanic in the All first the encounter through. and that carries through the rest of the raid the mechanic in root of nightmares which is passing the passing the um the, the light, light, the light and the darkness. Buff. I don't know. I forgot already. I've moved on. It doesn't yeah. operate the same way in that encounter as it does the rest of the raid. Like, yes, right. there is a light and darkness, like, you know, thing, but it doesn't operate in this, like the, the mechanic is, is different than the, how literally the entire rest of the raid is. So, yeah, I think there's merit to that 
theory. Yeah. So not sure I 100 percent believe it, but there's merit. Fair enough. I'm gonna I'm gonna add one more little little uh, little theory, uh, or one more little bit to to uh, support my theory. I think that when they announced this this new expansion that they were calling the final shape, and they basically said we're just gonna move everything out and we're gonna put this new filler thing in as Lightfall, they already knew they weren't gonna get done what they wanted to get done with Witch Queen in particular, new subclass. Hmm. There was too much that they were trying to get done in Witch Queen that they knew they weren't going to be able to overhaul everything, right? And get a new subclass. They weren't going to be able to get the story done the way they wanted to and get a new subclass in there. So they thought, okay, no new subclass in Witch Queen. But the thing that we were going to deliver as a subclass in Witch Queen can be the highlight for Lightfall. Yep. And it just happens, I'm sorry, but it just happens to be green, right? <laughs> Like it just happens to thematically seem to kind of go along with the witch queen. And again, it felt shoved into lightfall. They were like, this is going to be that you're going to be the first people in the universe to discover this new element. And literally you find it in the middle of the street. <laughs> like it just, there was nothing cohesive about it. It just felt like for lightfall that they, they just had to put some stuff together, throw together eight story missions do their best to tie that into a story, somehow work the subclass in there that they were going to do with Witch Queen because you have to give the players something. And then, like, that's going to be the minimum effort that we're going to put into this Lightfall thing, and we're going to keep the rest of our attention on Final Shape where it has been all along. Mm -hmm. um, so, and, to, to like, the icing on the shit cake here is that... Another reason that Lightfall, I think, was so poorly received by the players, in addition to the fact that it just wasn't up to snuff with what they'd come to expect with Witch Queen, is that Bungie really hit their marketing stride sometime between Witch Queen and Lightfall, and mm. they learned how to hype an expansion up. And so everybody was real hyped. Witch Queen was a banger. Bungie was really hyping up the Lightfall expansion because they learned how to do it really well, mm -hmm. and it just fell flat. But again, my contention... None of it was ever supposed to exist. They've really been spending their time on what we now know as the final shape. And they just threw Lightfall in as a way to get them another by themselves another year. Yeah. No, I mean, those are those are fair points. And like, you know, I didn't hate like, like I don't think Lightfall was actually. I mean, you know, maybe it w there, there were parts of it that didn't make total sense, but like I didn't hate it. I, and I think, you know, if, if you sit down, you know, your average Destiny player and you 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 know, you put them in, in a room by themselves and you force them to answer truthfully. They'll say, they, I feel like most people would probably say, okay, it wasn't that, it wasn't actually that bad. It just didn't live up to Witch Queen. Correct. Yeah. It was fine. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, I like nothing will piss me off more than like running through the final mission and they're talking about the veil. And I'm like, well, what actually the fuck is the veil? You know, right? to this day, I don't know what the veil is. Well, you need to go do Veil Containment. <laughs> I've um, never done Veil Because I know you've never done it. But yeah, I would suggest you go do it. Um, but yeah, so it was really thrown together. All right. So this is sort of the backdrop for my theory of uh -huh. why Final Shape is going to be a banger. Yeah. I think they put the bare minimum into Lightfall and put as much effort as they could since they locked Witch Queen into Final Shape. They've now, <clears throat> yes, there are layoffs, but they've now given themselves another few months, like four months, whatever, to work on Final Shape because they realized that it wasn't going to be the banger that it needs to be. I, like We've heard that in some of these reports, that they're mm -hmm. saying it was getting good feedback, but, but not it wasn't great. getting great feedback, and they wanted it to be like up, I think this not just among be, Taken King, not is, just among Witch Queen, but better. This is supposed to be the end 
for all intents and purposes of the 10 year journey we've been on. Yeah. Or it yeah. will be 10 years by the, it'll be close to 10 years by the time it drops. Yep. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, they want it to be more than a home run. I think it's going to be a banger. I just do. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, my glass is always half full, like almost always. I am the eternal optimist. But to me, there's just too much evidence there to show that there's a lot of work that's gone into it. There's going to be even more work going into it. Um, and I think that that bodes well. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, in general, I am also optimistic, but I'm, I'm, big, um, I'm big into uh, fear setting. Um, which is, which is a concept my, uh, my, my dad taught me when I was a kid, which is what's the worst thing that could happen? Well, it could be not, it could, it could be, it's not what you think it is. Right. Or, yep. or something like that. Like, and if you're okay with that, then you're good. So like the way I look at it is, yeah, maybe it's, it's never going to be as bad as like curse of Osiris. Right. <laughs> that would be real difficult. Yeah. But like, you know, if it, what's the worst thing, it's a beyond light, it's a light fall. Okay. I'm still going to play it. I enjoyed sure, those. Still gonna play it. I didn't enjoy Beyond Light only because I had to do the campaign three times in a week, but um oh, it was so nice. <laughs> the campaign skip was so nice. Yeah, so thank do you for again, that, Bungie. Bungie. Um but yeah, I, I didn't hate life. I enjoyed playing Lifefall. I, I cleared it with our, our buddy Mason. Um Yeah. Test. Okay, sorry, I lost my out of there for a second. But yeah, so you know, that's the worst thing ever. But yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, you know, I don't know if I'm ready to like commit to my personal belief to hundred percent final shape is going to be a banger, but I think your, your observations are, are with merit. Yeah. Um, I, I think and it's, like, a po- it's, look, de- I'm it's not, definitely a possibility. I would not like bet any of my own money, <laughs> money on it being a banger. Right. I've been let down before. Sure. I just think it will be. Yeah. Um, now the thing that's got my hackles up okay. and that has irritated me is that they have not really talked about what comes after. Yeah, so this is, to me, the most interesting thing, right? Especially in the context of, of the news this week, right? Because it's not just that, you know, they've, they're they at their lowest point in years, right? Yeah. It's not just that they're working on another extraction shooter, which is, when is that supposed to be launched? Is that next year well, or the I year mean, after? It, it's already, like, as part of this, they've said it's going to be delayed. I think it's, you know, 2025 so it, at it, the it, earliest, it, it right? May, yeah, it may not even be, it may be 2025, right? So they're working on a different game. Also, which, you know, yep. hey, listen, they're a gaming studio. It's not like they have to work on only one game. But the question is, they have this massive still player base, right? Maybe it's not as big as it has, as once was, but it's still pretty big. What is the, what are they, what, are, what the happens? What, what happens after Final Shape? What's June the plan? 2024 you know, is not that these, far away. Yeah, they said they're going to do these three episodes, which, by the way, I think is actually a really good move. Right. Like, yeah. I'm excited. Get away about that. from four seasons a year. It's real obvious you can't do that and make them all good. Yeah. What ends up happening is you have like one or two that are good and one or two that suck. But I feel like um, if if they haven't said anything about it, is it because they don't know? Or if they just like I don't understand. Because like if if they don't know, well, you don't have know. a lot that you think so, because there's not a lot of runway, right? They You're, know those three episodes is not gonna get you very far. You they, know they know what they're doing afterwards. But they're just um, not telling us. Correct. Now, I have a theory okay. that I can share. Sure. The theory that I'll share is that they're going to really shake up the model, like the business model mm. for Destiny. Okay. Um, and there's a lot of moving parts when you do something like that at like a business level. And 
because there's that many moving parts, they're just not ready to talk about it yet. There's too many questions that the players will have that they won't be able to answer. Mm. Now, I can give you an example of what that might look like and kind of like what I hope that it looks like. Sure. But what it might look like, so they're moving from seasons to episodes, right? And so for anybody who doesn't know, you're probably not listening to this if you don't, but anyway, (laughs) um, you know, currently their model is one expansion a year, four seasons follow it, right? And they're quarterly seasons. They're moving away from that and they're going to three episodes. So instead of four, three month seasons, you're going to get three, four month episodes. Um, I like my theory here is that they could do something like get rid of expansions entirely, right? Just nuke the idea of an expansion and just sell episodes going forward. You take the content that you would have dropped all at once in an expansion and you and then take the content that you would have built over the course of four seasons or three episodes or whatever, including reprised raids and dungeons and raids and all that sort of stuff. And instead, you just release that over the course of three episodes a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe they're, you know, more expensive than what we're used to paying for seasons and episodes, right? But like in theory, you should get better. You should get the same level of content. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but my theory on why they haven't talked about it yet is because they're going to fundamentally change the business model for destiny and they don't have all of the answers yet to let them start talking about it. Maybe it looks like what I just described. I stole, by the way, a lot of that theory from another guy that we play destiny with shout out shy. Um, I think that was his, I think theory. And I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, whether it's that or whether it's something else, I think what we're going to see is, a major shakeup. Well, it's going to be one of two things. It's either going to be a major shakeup for the business model of Destiny, or it's going to be Destiny 3. Yeah. Or the other two things it could be are both, like a big major shakeup and a Destiny 3. And it also could be right off into the sunset. I don't think that's going to be it, but it could be right off into the sunset. Yeah. I just, yeah, I, I honestly don't know. I, I don't, I don't feel strongly about any of those things, but it's like, they have to give us some indication at some point. This is the thing I'm most... It's got to happen. I thought for sure they were going to have to do it when they did the Final Shape Showcase. I was yeah. like, there's no way they can't tell people what's next. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I'm, I'm very... This is the thing I'm most interested to know in Destiny. I don't... It is... It's Final the thing I'm most gonna, concerned about as it, well. Fi- yeah, right? fi- Final Shape is going to be what Final Shape is going to be. That ship has sailed. Everybody who's playing is going the to play shape it. for Final Shape has been shaped. Shaped, like. yes, indeed. Um, <laughs> so, like, that is going to be what it's going to be. Is there going to be a big reaction to it, good or bad? Yes, absolutely, and, and you know, we'll talk about that. But yep. the thing that is the most concerning to me is the post-Final Shape planet. We just have no idea. So, I don't know. Well, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. All right. So that's the roundup. That's the news roundup. Yeah. There's probably other stuff, but that's what everybody's talking that's about. The big thing. Yeah. All right. So this is the topic that you most want to talk oh, about. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I'm oh, yeah. I'm per- fully prepared, but, you know, here we go. Um, for context, I think it's important to note that Justin is very much more into and versed in college football than I. I'm, I'm but a passing observer just because I enjoy sports. Um, so, but I'm going to give this my best shot. So Justin, please tell us what has happened and why we should care. Yeah. So I'm going to outline that and then you are going to transform into a Michigan fan. Okay. I will try. Um, What conference are they in? Michigan. 
and and Jim Harbaugh and and all these people. What okay? conference are they in? They are in the Big Ten. All right, I have which no... hilariously has more than ten teams. Right. Okay, but I have no <laughs> I have no conflicting uh, allegiances to to make this difficult for me. So we'll be fine. Yeah, and the Big Ten is like a. I think kind of like kind of a relative. All the conferences are a little top heavy, but kind of a relatively weak conference, right? There's is it like, Ohio State in the Big Ten? It, it, I'm getting to that, right? Okay. It's like it's <laughs> Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State, and okay. that's kind of it, right? Yeah. Um. And so, like, eh, whatever. Anyway, here's the nuts and bolts of the scandal. So, some number of weeks ago, there was a news report that. Michigan had a really elaborate sign stealing program. Mm -hmm. And in particular, there was this one guy named Connor Stallions who was going around and buying tickets to opponents games and using that to steal signs. And he was going to doing it a few different ways. He was going himself. He was having other people go. There's like, I think video of one of the guys that he had given one of the tickets to at the game. And he literally like was just sitting there the whole time like this <laughs> in the stands, like presumably recording the other team's signals. There's been a rumor recently that I think central Michigan said that they have evidence to suggest that Connor Stallions was at their game against, I believe it was Michigan state. Um, and he was somehow on their sideline dressed as a Central Michigan coach. <laughs> That's wild. So they, they're like, they're investigating that. Um, why this matters. So sign stealing in college football is not illegal. It's not. But it is illegal when you scout the other team and you use video to do it. So further context, right? So in in the NFL... The quarterback gets the signal for the play in his helmet. Yeah, we don't have in college, football, in college football. That is not. They literally hold signs up on the sideline. Yeah, or they have hand signals. Or hand signals. Yeah, it's very much yeah. like baseball um, in that sense, but a lot yeah. more elaborate because it's it's the actual plays. But please, correct. Go ahead. Um, yeah. So there are no in there are no in headset uh, earphones or whatever. Although I think that's going to change. It should. Um, but today it's all sort of like the old fashioned way. <laughs> it's yeah. all manually called in. Um, but it, again, I want to emphasize sign stealing is not illegal. Like you can have a person who is in, dedicated during, the, during game. the game yeah. to standing there with maybe some binoculars, but staring at the other team's uh, sideline and trying to figure out like, okay, when they do this, it means this and, you know, this kind of play. But what is illegal is everything that he's accused of doing, right? <laughs> Which is like, you know, buying tickets to these other games and going there and videoing those signals and like having other people go and all that sort of stuff. So like, and the evidence seems pretty strong. Now, the real question is, also, by the way, I'll just throw this out there. And I don't know the dates well enough, but um, you can compare Michigan's record under Jim Harbaugh and their like performance in games, there's a pretty marketed marked difference between their performance in games before and after this scheme is supposed to have started. Mm. Now, maybe that's because they got some good players in and they figured out how to coach them up or whatever. But the fact remains, there's like a fairly decent like difference in how they performed in a game before the sign stealing scandal 
and after it is supposedly uh, begun. Um, and so the real question here is, what, if any, punishment should there be uh, to Michigan and in particular um, to coach Jim Harbaugh? Um, well, I don't sorry, think that's the only question. It's not, but it is the big one. Well, I think, right? no, I think that's a bigger question. Okay. Where's the actual proof? Sure. Yeah. We won't know that for a while. So here's, here's the, here's my thing, right? And you know, this is me putting on my Michigan hat. Yeah. Yeah. Become uh, a Michigan fan. <laughs> There's been a lot of, a lot of people talking. Okay. There's a lot, been a lot of people talking about Connor Stallions and, and the fact that he bought all these tickets and yada, yada, yep. yada. But I have yet to seen one shred of actual evidence of, of any of this. Like you, what you said about central Michigan is interesting, right? Him being on the sideline, but like, in order to prove this, they need to produce some sort of actual, you know, video or pictures of him doing the things that he's accused of. Mm -hmm. And like, if they had it, like, I get that. They actually need to prove another thing, but keep going. Sure. But if they, uh, I guess what I'm saying is I know the NCAA is not necessarily, you know, a stellar track record for handling things. Not Um, at all. See example, UNC. Yeah, so, you know, I know that they're going to move slower than molasses in the winter, but yeah. if this stuff exists, there's too much smoke here. I feel like someone would have leaked something by now. Why? Where is the actual evidence? Okay, so I think, first of all, you are right. Like, in the apps, like, there has to be real honest-to-goodness evidence. All, all Otherwise, none of this matters. Yeah. Um, I will say... That like your last point about surely someone would have leaked it. Like we only just started getting the fact that there was a scandal leaked in the last couple of weeks and the stuff that's already come out has been at a rate that we haven't seen before in other scandals. Wouldn't surprise me if we started seeing some actual evidence leak. We'll see. Um, but the other thing that they have to prove is that it's not. And I think this will be Michigan's defense. Mm-hmm. They have to prove that it wasn't a lone wolf operation. Oh, like sanctioned, you mean? Yeah, they have to prove, someone has to prove that this was sanctioned by, funded by something, so you're something, saying, something, Michigan. You're saying, okay, so you're saying this is a possibility. Connor Stallions was hired to interpret the signals of the other team on the sideline. Independent of his responsibility during the game, he took it upon himself to do some advanced scouting so that it would make his job during the game easier. Yep. Unbeknownst to, you know, yep. our, our, uh, our esteemed head coach, uh, is it Jim Harbaugh? Jim. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I get, John. The, two, I get John's the two confused. The yeah. John's the one that won the Super Bowl. Um, I'm sure that doesn't come up at Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. So unbeknownst to, you know, the, the, the head ball coach, Jim or Harbaugh, any of the other coaches or any right? of the other coaches, he was doing it just to, I mean, can you imagine the job security? You're figuring right. all this out in real time. This guy's the, like, he's like, you know, yeah. Jim is, he's is talking to the boosters. It's like, mind we've, over there. we've, we've hit upon the, the best, best, um, college football sign analysts in all of, all of, uh, all of the land. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> yes. Now, People would say to you, 
Well, he makes $55,000 a year. How's he affording to travel we, to and attend? Do we know that's how much yeah, he makes? Yeah, it's public. Okay. okay. Yeah. Because it's a public university. Okay. Um, he makes $55,000 a year. How is he affording to travel to and attend all of these like prime college football matchups Are they all on prime? a salary of $55,000? A lot of them were. Okay. Right. Also, it's like the other rumor is that he was scouting possible Michigan opponents in like the playoffs. The playoffs. Like, in theory, he scouted Tennessee. He scouted Clemson because he thought that they might be playing them. Like those are like all of these are just expensive games to but go isn't to. Isn't it? Isn't it possible? He like okay. You're saying he didn't necessarily have the juice to foot the bill himself. Sure. That's a valid argument, but maybe he went to somebody that wasn't the head coach or any of the coaches. Maybe he went to a booster independently and was like, Hey, like, would that still qualify as, I don't know. Um, because like boosters can get in trouble and the university can get in trouble for what boosters do. Correct. Right. But how much trouble? I like a fair bit. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, right? Could he um, have had some buddies and they all just, you know, made a pool so of money? <laughs> it's possible because here's the other thing. He claims that he has this like cabal of people who are like, you know, I know they're thinking of like the future of Michigan football yeah. 15 years in advance. Apparently he's written like a 600 page manifesto page. of like the future, like charted out the future direction for oh, Michigan football, man. which I cannot wait to read. I can't wait for it to come out. Yeah. Um. And so like, yes, that's possible. So maybe they're pooling their resources. The other thing that's thrown around is maybe he's just a rich kid. Right? Oh, trust fund. Yeah. 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 Maybe he's just a rich kid. So that's been thrown around. But to your point, it has to be proven somewhere, somehow, that Michigan knew and were supporting or funding or running or whatever about this program. And the number one problem thing, sorry, allegation, NCAA allegation that gets programs and coaches in trouble is what they call lack of institutional control. Oh, um, meaning you so should have even, known. Even if they weren't directly funding it. You are supposed to, like head coach is ultimately responsible for everything that happens in his program, right? Um, And if somehow you have demonstrated what's called a lack of institutional control, that's like the thing that gets you the most severe punishments from the NCAA. It gets coaches fired. It gets coaches effectively blackballed. It's called a show cause agreement. Um, And it gets programs sanctioned really heavily. so, like, if they can prove that, and in, in theory, they prove it with evidence, right? Um, but if not, they prove it with, like, okay, but you should have known. But right? how, yeah, I guess, I guess, you know, taking the opposite side, right? Please You'd do. have to have some very, very strong evidence to show that. Because even if, let's say, uh, for the sake of the argument, let's say he was scouting, right? Yeah. But if he was doing it on his own... How are you going to, like, I don't feel like there's a way to, to say strong enough that Harbaugh should have known. Yeah. So I think what they would say is that lack of institutional control still applies here. Like, how are you not asking better questions about how this MF was coming up if he with was, all of these signs? If he was, if maybe he, I mean, maybe he did a really good show of figuring it out you know, on the sideline, like maybe literally maybe his whole angle was, 
I'm going to go do all the scouting. So I have these things to work off of. And then during the game, I'm going to make it seem like, and maybe, like, maybe some of it is, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm like 80, 90% certain these signs mean this, but I'm going to wait till I see it in the game. And then, you know, I'm going to ham it up and like, oh, okay, hey, listen, I just figured this. Like, you know, if that's the <laughs> angle, like, how do you say Harbaugh would, should have known about that? Maybe, maybe, right? But I don't I think feel what like the NCAA would yeah. say is that, like, you should have asked the question. This performance Man, of he's your, like, like sign stealing person really good is at his so, job. like, it's so much better than anything anyone has ever seen yeah. that you should have been asking the question. I mean, the same thing, like, okay, you're a parent, yeah. right? That's Let's true. say that, you know, we'll fast forward until one of your kids is about 17 or 18 years old. All right. And suddenly they're able to buy all these really nice things. <laughs> Wouldn't you ask the question? Yes, but where's the money coming from? But you're assuming. So here's the diff, here's the difference, I would say. Like, oh, I guess. OK, here's a relevant question. When did Connor Stallions join Harbaugh's staff? Uh, I don't remember the date. He was like a volunteer for the program for a long time. And sometime in the last handful of years, he got actually hired on. You could probably look it up real quick. I yeah. don't remember. Also, he was recently fired. Only last uh, well, week did he get fired because he's refusing to cooperate with the investigation. Well, I think like I, and I saw some reports that he resigned. Uh, what I saw was that he got fired. I, it could be, could be. Yeah. yeah. But my right, understanding so is he got fired Stallions, because he was refusing to cooperate. So according to sports illustrated, Stallions officially worked with Michigan since May, 2022, but had served the Wolverines as a volunteer assistant since 2015. So here's, yeah. here's my argument, right? To re, to talk through the example you gave. Yeah. I would ask questions, but I have known my children for their entire lives. How long has Harbaugh known Stallions? And, you know, the reason I ask, so it could be that he was not even aware of him until last year. Right. Cause okay. So this is a thing. <laughs> this is a thing that a lot of your fellow Michigan fans uh, yes. like to say, and that's like the Trump defense of, I hardly knew the guy. Right. <laughs> could you cue the video? Yeah. 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 We got the video. We got the video. Cause people are like, well, he probably never uh, even got any access to, to Harbaugh. All right, right. So I have the video up. Do you, do you want to know before I, I play it? I can't because of our setup. I can't yeah, see yeah, it. So but, you're going to have to talk him through it. All right. So this is a video of the sideline of, of Michigan it's against Ohio state. They're playing Ohio state. If there's a uh, Connor, I think this right here, uh, if you can see my cursor, I'm circling Connor Stallion's face. He's over here. What's going to happen here is make sure, by the way, you circle Jim Harbaugh. Wait, where is Jim? He's right there. He's literally right there, I think. No, or I don't. maybe it's another picture. Uh he's yeah. he's next to the defensive uh I think oh, the defensive. I see him. Okay, yeah, he's all the way here on the left. Yes, here he yeah. is. All right. So what's gonna happen here is Ohio State is 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 ready to hike the ball. They're gonna change the play. When they change the play, you can see literally the, the entire sideline look over. But before that, you can watch Stallions like trying yeah. to crane his neck around and get a good look yeah. at the sideline. All right, here we go. Ready? Yeah playing all right how uh, silly now he's looking he's looking he's looking he's, he's looking and he starts putting up he start, as soon as the sign comes in he starts pointing up it's pass it's pass it's pass yeah <laughs> yeah so now he very here, clearly here knew their slower, signs. zoomed in zoomed in here we go now he's looking he's looking he's looking he's looking he's looking still looking oh it's passed now it's interesting because as soon as the ohio state quarterback turns back to the sideline, he's immediately... So, listen. All right. No one's arguing here. No, yeah, it's uh, not illegal what you see there. 
Yeah, that's what I'm about to say. Yeah. This is happening during a game. This is completely legal. What's happening here? This doesn't prove anything. Well, hold on. <laughs> the fact that they're reading and interpreting signs is not illegal. The, how they knew about Correct. those signs could be illegal. Yeah, yeah, of course. Agreed. But what I'm saying is... Um, Stallions, if going with the theory that he actually did, um, do advanced scouting, which again, has not yet been proven, but True. let's say he did, let's say, and I'm saying if he did, it's, it's logical that, or it's, it's a pro possibility that he did it on his own. He totally could have handed up in game and made it seem like he was figuring it out in real time. Har he only joined the Wolverines staff last year. How is Har when the NCAA comes to Harbaugh and says, how could you not know? I was like, I literally just hired him to Hardly do this. Hardly knew the guy. I literally just hired this guy to do this job. Like, you know, are you telling me that, you know, I should ask somebody who's really good at their job why they're so good? That's insulting. Like, what are you talking about? Get off my case. Like, I feel like that's a valid <laughs> I I valid understand defense. your defense. I think it's flimsy, <laughs> but I understand your defense. <sighs> and like, I just can't wait for the fireworks to to start. Um, there are a lot of uh, teams now in the Big Ten who are pressuring the commissioner, who I believe's name is Tony Petiti. Um, they are, I believe, pressuring him to punish Michigan. Mm -hmm. And Michigan is rightly saying, like, you can't do that until all the facts are in. Um, the teams are saying, look, if they've had this competitive advantage, this competitive advantage is like, basically, they sit on a throne of lies. Right? Yeah. Like, they are where they are in like the playoff race this season because of this competitive advantage that they acquired illegally, you can't let them knock someone else out of the playoff who is more deserving to be there. You can't let them potentially win the entire thing. Even if they have to forfeit the title later, you can't let them potentially win the entire thing because that precludes someone else who should have won from winning the thing. It's a really tough position. I mean, the and the reverse position, it's the same argument, but in reverse. Michigan... Yeah. You can't exclude Michigan until you're sure they did exactly. something wrong. So, you know, all these calls to penalize us before us, uh, Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you're taking it so personally, though. All these calls to, to penalize Michigan um, before the, the anything has been proven. Again, no evidence has been produced. Yeah. Like, you know, everybody can go cry about it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm taking off my Michigan hat. Yeah. I totally think he did it. <laughs> <laughs> I do so do I. Totally. Now, the I, moral of the story here is, though, that the NCAA sucks at enforcement. Oh yeah. It takes it's them way bad. too long to do anything, right? Yeah. Like, they should be able to fast-track this investigation and get to some answers pretty darn quickly. Definitely. And they're just, they're inept at really anything. Although, I, I want to clarify, like, I do believe he did advance scouting. Of course, we're going to see the evidence. But I'm leaning more towards he did it without Harbaugh knowing. That's where oh, I'm not leaning. me. It doesn't, by the way, it doesn't actually matter if Harbaugh knew, if any of the coaches knew. Yeah. Okay. Um, sure. Then they're screwed. Yeah. We'll find out. It'll be exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Like if there's, if they're stupid enough to have left a money trail, then mm. this whole thing is it just goes. Yeah. 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 And we'll see. Um, I can't wait. I'm like, I literally, mm. I'm like F5ing all the time. <laughs> um, just trying to see what the latest is because it just is so crazy. I can't wait to read this dude's manifesto. I can't like, I don't know if you saw the picture that I posted fairly recently and maybe you can bring it up real quick. I don't know. Um, of like, uh, it's like Connor Stallions being photoshopped into, um, the, 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 uh, the motorcade of JFK driving oh, by. Yes. <laughs> like, okay. Hold on. I can get that real quick. The memes are all very, very high quality. 
Um, and I've really appreciated that. And so I've become rather obsessed with this story. The last story that I was that obsessed with was much shorter. And that was the lost submersible that went to go oh, visit man. the Titanic. Yeah, man. I, I couldn't think about anything else until we knew what happened there. That, that was, that was a wild time. So uh, we'll see, but I mean, you're right. No matter what, like as far as we know, and maybe some people, undoubtedly some people have seen some things that we haven't seen. Um, but as far as we know, there's no smoking gun here, right? Yeah. There's no very clear cut, like, yep, Michigan is either cleared or they're not cleared. They are guilty. Like that, it just doesn't, you know, hasn't been discovered yet. Or if it has, maybe it's been discovered, not vetted, who knows? Um, and so, yeah, we do have to wait to see how things shake out. But in the meantime, I'm going to find it okay. really, really Here's, interesting. Here, here it's is so the, good. The, oh, I lost it. What the heck? Windows, why are you the way that you are? Well, you know, it's Windows. Okay, there it is. Yep. So here, here it is. Oh, man. There he is. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me move this over so it's in yep so he's right there <laughs> it's so good it's, a, it's, it's so pretty good. good it's pretty good it's pretty good uh, <laughs> all right so yeah that was the show today um we're probably gonna do these starting out once a month um yep. just because that's all our schedule will allow for um i think next time we had some other ideas for some segments um i think we're going to highlight uh one thing we're gonna do is we're gonna highlight a, a build in destiny 2 um you know justin will talk about his beloved controverse god you know, bless controverse hold perhaps i will unlock I'll, I will reveal the secrets to never dying in pvp with this uh hunter solar build that everybody <laughs> hates um but yeah we'll, we're gonna do that and um potentially some other stuff so you know if, if you are listening or watching this thank you um yeah catch you next time all right see ya